What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudal. I'm here with Marshall Gillen today, and we're going to go over how to correctly, under my program at least, assess what macros you need to be taking in and put yourself on track for the most amount of success you can have for your goal specifically. So, Marshall, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got here? Yeah, for sure. First, I want to say thank you, Donnie, so much for having me on the podcast. It's an awesome show. All the listeners, if you guys aren't subscribed yet, make sure you do that. It's just uh, to be around like-minded people, learning from like-minded people as driven as you, Donnie, and a lot of the audience that listens to this podcast. Uh, it's just exciting. It's true honor to be here. That's been one of the coolest things. One of the things that I've been able to really hone in on and focus on is like getting like-minded people, like you're saying, when, you know, if you're hanging out with a bunch of people and, you know, you like, let's say you're very monetarily driven and you want to make, you know, a million dollars a year. You're hanging out with a bunch of people who make fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year. We're probably not going to quite get there. I mean, absolutely, we're going to be an average of those people you spend the most time around. So, getting around other people who are serious about what they're doing, serious in their coaching, um, serious in their in their lifestyle of growth, is a blessing for 100%. all of us to be able to have. And so, I know where this is a conversation about something totally different, but I just want to highlight real quick before we dive into the attrition what you said that you're the sum of all parts that you hang out with. 100%. And for the listeners, like. This is the truest shit that Donnie's going to say on this entire podcast. Like, like if you hang out with six guys on a bar school, you're going to be the seventh. You hang out with six millionaires, like Donnie said, you're going to be the seventh. And so everything that you want to do, surround yourself with people who are doing it and or have success doing it already. And it's like the ultimate cheat code. Like I've been lifting myself and doing all, Donnie, I'm like, I was a personal trainer. It was my first business in 2014. It's how I learned to do online training and eventually get into what I do now. But what I'm saying to the audience and to you and, and why I'm so excited to be here is like, I know my shit. Like, I know what to do, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing it. And yep. so the investment to be around you, to be able to get this information, literally sit down and do this right now is like what it's all about. So shortcut, wealthy people call it collapsing time, collapse time and, and get some help, man. Absolutely. What's funny is uh, I almost screwed this up because we reached out today, had a conversation on some feedback that you gave and he went through the normal feedback. Uh, he filled out his biofeedback and went to our wellness liaison who forwarded the pertinent information for me specifically to help Marshall grow. So I reached out to him and was like, Hey man, what do we got going on here? We started talking and I almost passed this opportunity up because I've had a couple of times where I should have hit record yeah, for sure. and gone through and helped somebody line out an entire business. And I was like, man, that would have been such a valuable podcast whether it be 10 minutes or two hours 100%. of just like hey let's just dig into this let's see what we create and just hearing that shit happen organically you can't like force that no way and you can't like re-script that so having the opportunity to work through it and have the like the actual objections and have the different things that pop up the different challenges that's such a unique opportunity oh, so 100%. so hammering that out right now what we're going to do though is marshall wants to grow he wants to recomp a little bit but he really wants to focus on growing more muscle because he has transitioned into a sport being powerlifting that he is new to and he knows that he wants to grow we're not going to cut weight things like that what was your weight before Dude, I'm, I'm obsessed with powerlifting i'm so excited to start this bro oh, yeah. i have no idea um i signed up for the meet 17 weeks ago brand new to powerlifting at one like probably 168 uh-huh. my goal was to compete at 165 yep. and i weighed in at 173 so yep. i at, went to the next way i just weighed right like weighed myself out just for this podcast and that 172 so yep. that's where i've been sitting for like i mean like 10 10 11 weeks now yep and he reached out to me actually he didn't reach out to me i think his, his lady told me um these motherfuckers are sitting on a goddamn piece of cardio equipment at the gym like two days before 
trying to cut weight. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how much weight do you have to cut? And I think you said like eight pounds. And I was like, bro, this is your first meet. We are not cutting to 165. You're just going to get on the goddamn platform. So we know that, uh, you know, considering the fact, the, the training program that we're about to run, you're going to grow. Your, grow, your yeah. goal is to grow. So there's no reason. 165 is off the board. If yeah. we grow past 181 and it gets to the point where we're not cutting three or four pounds, 181 is off the table. You're a 198. Right. We're not going to pigeonhole you into a certain fucking weight class yeah. for no reason when it's just going to hold you back essentially. Bro, if I can walk around at 200 pounds, I'm just going to fucking walk through walls. <laughs> really, there we go. And whatever that may be. And I, we can do that in a healthy, healthy way, right. especially considering, you know, you are a clean athlete. You're not running a bunch of gear, um, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But the way that you're going to grow is going to be, you know, you're not going to be 200 pounds in three or four or five months. Right. It's going to take time, and we're going to be able to really dial in and understand what our body is and is not absorbing. The protein synthesis that your body naturally has. And that's one of the things that people don't realize. Steroids, this is a side tangent, but steroids so often kind of focus on recovery and helping you absorb calories to recover better. Right. So it's going to improve your, your protein synthesis, your macro synthesis, your micro synthesis, how you absorb things. It is going to help you do a lot better that, with that. Just like when somebody uh, you know, is using insulin to absorb their food better because their body doesn't do it the correct way. Well, when somebody who does have a liver that does its job correctly right. and then they add synthetic insulin to that, right. they're going to absorb that food even better. Uh, and that's why people say you know, insulin is the most anabolic substance on the planet. Well, its job, its primary job is to yeah. help you absorb food. 100%. Well, so does testosterone. So do these different things. And if we are throwing those oddities and those non-natural pieces at it, well, we don't know what your body is really doing. For sure. So when we can start from scratch, not have any of that stuff going on, and then build from there, that's how we're actually really getting good information. That's why I actually don't let a lot of my clients start doing cardio to start. Because it's like, well, we're already throwing a new program at it. Right. And we're going to try and teach you how to eat. And you want to do cardio. Well, if you're doing cardio, your body's already going to fluctuate its weight as it adapts to the new training program. Because yeah. that new stressor is going to cause you know, cortisol and different things like that to like go fucking nuts. And you're going to gain. You're going to lose. And you're probably going to pop up a little bit because your body's like, ow, this really fucking hurts. So right. it's going to hold on to water. It's going to try and lubricate it. It's going to, it's going to you know, puffer yeah. fish and protect itself. And you're going to gain weight. And then it's going to finally come down. And I could feel inflammation in the cardio I was doing even for the, like six days leading up because I hadn't done any in weeks. Uh -huh. my, my joints and my tendons, like I was telling my girlfriend KJ, I was like, yo, babe, I'm a little nervous about this. Like I'm a little nervous about getting underweight because I'm getting really sore in places I shouldn't be before I'm about to go lift the most weight I've ever lifted. Interesting. Yeah. And that was, that was a result of you starting that um, yeah, cardio like, or what? Yeah. No, I think what it is, dude, is that, and you know this as my coach, you know, if a regular person looked at me, they would be like, oh, this dude like works out and, you know, mm -hmm. he works out. But like, dude, my alignment in my body is, is jacked. Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to bench press because my alignment is so off. Mm -hmm. And so I think that getting part of this program and working with you and, and getting dialed in, bringing my body back to a way that it's just oh, naturally yeah. supposed to move. And, and then now going back and moving my body in a cardio in, in that in that like forward motion, it just yeah. I just hadn't done it since I kind of yep. been realigning my and it was body. A new stressor, which so caused, it's yep. pulling from different parts than it used yep. to because you know, my body's like realigning. And so yeah, it's it's just interesting as you say all of that. You know, just from a, being an assisted athlete to the way your body absorbs protein, it's 
if you aren't what you eat, you are what you absorb, right? And yep. I think that's what most people miss. Yep. And a lot of people will be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing wrong. I eat so fucking clean. Right. Well, they're eat, not eating enough. They're eating too much. But sometimes it's neither. They're eating exactly what they should be. Right. But their body isn't able to absorb. That's why different, different, there's different supplements that allow your receptors to kind of get cleaned, quote right. unquote. Right. And when your receptors are clean and able to actually absorb it, like imagine like a sponge. You get a dry sponge, that's a clean receptor. Yes. Put that motherfucker in water, it's going to fill it up, then you can squirt it up. Right. But if you take a wet sponge and you put it in water, well, it's not going to absorb anything more. You need to clean that sponge, dry it out, type of thing, wring it out. And that's what some of these things will do to help your receptors. So if your receptors aren't working correctly, you're absolutely right. But and what I found for me, though, as you as you say that and to, to people listening, it's like I had like a, a metabolic damage. And so my girlfriend who's a trainer for a long time. And she's looking at me like, babe, you need to eat more to mm-hmm. get more fit, to lose yeah. weight because you're, you know, I mean, your metabolic rate is it's your, your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's all jacked up. My, yeah. You're, oh my God. What's the word I'm looking for with that? When you're stuck, like what makes you hungry? Oh yeah. Your metabolism. My metabolism. Yeah. Jesus. So when, when you say that, like people will actually wreck their metabolism, right. slow it down tremendously by not eating enough food exactly. or eating really terrible food. But or not more eating often than not, yeah, more often than not though, you are limiting yourself. And it's, it's like, uh, it's like you're out in the cold and you want to warm up. So you're going to try and right. build a fire, but you're only going to put like two pieces of wood on this fire. Right. And it's like, yeah. all right, well, this is a little fire. This is a burning wood. Like, yeah, no, like, oh, I'm going to get really warm with this small yeah. fucking fire. Like, and then you have all this wood just sitting there available to throw on. Like, no, throw more wood on. It's going to get hotter. And then you're going to warm up. Right. And then you can, you well, know, that type of thing. But if you don't eat enough food to jumpstart your metabolism, and it's going to be force fed to start sometimes. Dude. It's like pushing the car uphill. Exactly. So like if you're used to eating like 1,500 calories and like you're 240 pounds, for example, and you need to be taking in like 3,500 calories. Right. Well, you've got to add that 2,000 calories and it's going to be really hard and you're just going to be stuffed. And then if you stay there for a little bit, it's going to get to a point where like you are actually starving at that 3,500. And what does that mean? Well, your metabolism is working right. now. And then guess what you do? you cut it back a little bit if you really right. want to start cutting weight. So you got to deal with that month, that six weeks. And you got to look at the long, it's, it's what do I want long-term versus yeah. what do I want right now? Because right. you're probably going to gain some weight during that time, yeah. but you have to sacrifice that right now sometimes in order to get to the point where your body is working to yeah. where you can actually start it correctly. If right. your body is not in a position to, let's say peak, let's say you haven't done any off season and you just like, Walk off the street, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to try powerlifting, let's peak. Yeah. Well, what are you peaking? You don't know what you're doing. But if you have that off-season built and you've done all the stuff you need to, and now you can actually start to chisel down that yes. block into the pyramid that you want, now you're cooking with fire type of thing. And it's the same thing. If you have not got your body ready to lose weight, i.e. getting your metabolism back on point, yeah. well, you're not going to lose weight. You're not going to lose weight, period. Or you're not going to gain weight. And dude, but that's where I've been at. Like, that's yep. why I'm here with you. Like, and, and I don't know if there's any of our listeners out there that this applies directly to, if you guys are like me at all. Tons of them. But it's like, either you're an entrepreneur or you're some kind of business professional, if you're listening to this especially, right? Like, I'm almost too smart for my own good. And I think that's the problem because I'm so driven and motivated and such a self-starter. And I have so much success in the things that I do do that I'm like... You know, I give myself a little in other mm-hmm. areas of my life. Like, oh, I know how to train. I don't really need any help in that. But then the results are proof is in the pudding, as they say, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Then why am I not growing? Why is my body count not changing? <laughs> why am I not getting stronger? Yep. And so 
I think for me, yeah, I, what you just said is I am the guy that just walked in off the street. My girlfriend was doing powerlifting me. I came to one. I was like, this atmosphere is awesome. I want to be part of this. Yep. Walking off the street, go through hell in that first workout. That first, I mean, that when we first got started for the first few weeks, my metabolism was cooking, right? And, but, and the reason, again, what I'm saying to the listeners, you don't know what you don't know, but it got to a point, Donnie, after this last meet that I get it. And so for anybody that's listening, that's wondering, like, God, this is a lot, or how am I ever going to figure this out? One, 90% of people fail because they try to do it alone. So get a coach. Mm-hmm. But two, it's like, now I know, dude, after going through that power, that, that last meet, I was the worst client. I hadn't, I didn't track anything. Yeah, you My battle feedback was you really It was like the worst. <laughs> the only thing I did was the workout. Yeah. And so I still went into the meet, but now after the meet, I'm like, bro, I got some big goals and I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, yeah. Donnie, whatever you tell me, however much, however little, because I, I did, I did your program more my way than your way. And I, that's why I'm saying, if anybody relates to like, yep. you always try to put your little twist on it. Yep. And I know fucking better as a coach myself yep. to not trust the whole process. And so I, I'm excited for this. Cause I'm like, dude, what? Okay. Okay. Like tell me, because I, I see how yep. much room I have to grow naturally. I, I literally have to say that exact thing to Kirstie. I was like, I want zero spiciness added to my fucking program. Right. No spicy at all. And she's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Was like, all right, cool. Here we go. Um, all right. But so we're at about 13 minutes right now, 13 and a half minutes. So I'm going to make a note in this post. Hey, actual information. Like yeah. it's going to start at like 1330 type of thing. Um, Did you put this up? Oh, there's no video. So don't put it on YouTube. Nah, no, we will. I'm, I'm working on that. Um, It'll be fun when we do. It's just a matter of doing it correctly. Yeah. Um, I want to get the information out there first and foremost, though. But all right, so now we're at the point where you kind of, we have a little bit of rapport. We got we understand who Marshall is. We understand a little bit of bullshit. So we're gonna get into more specific. Like this is kind of a walkthrough and a start over for you, since you, again you didn't really do what you needed to on the nutrition part. I didn't do what I was supposed to. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> you were a bad shit. client. So <laughs> here we go. I would <laughs> Clean slate. Here we go. All right. So step one, first thing we're going to do is I'm going to get you set up and we're going to do a nutrition and physical activity analysis. Okay, I just had this done. I'm bringing on a, I'm bringing on another coach. He's going to run this piece for me. You're going to log everything that you do. You, you walk, you're in the office, you, you know, have sex, whatever it may be. You're in the gym. You're going to log what it is, and you can even give him your workout program. I'm like, hey, here's what I did on this day. Here's what I did on this day. Here's what I did on this day. And I think they're going to log it for like three or four days. You're going to log every activity that you do and everything that you eat. My fitness pal. And then you can just log it. It goes to him exactly what you ate, exactly the calories. And then from there, that's step one. Step two, we're able to establish your macros based on that nutrition and physical activity analysis. And that's because we're going to be able to know what your base metabolic rate is to a degree. Now, again, this is science. Like people are like, oh, it's a science. It's perfect. No, a science is not fucking perfect. It is not. Like there's thesis. I mean, there are theories and things like that. And this is my thoughts on it. But science is never exact. So we do got to figure out a little bit for you. But let's say right now I have you weighing. I think I put you at 170. Let me do the math on that real quick. Okay, so I went, I went seventy five kilos, which is what one eighty one. That's one sixty five. So I went seventy seven point five. 
So 77.5, I went 170 pounds. And what I want to base this on, because you want to gain lean muscle and lose a little bit of fat. I went 2.25 grams of protein for every kilo. So I have written down here, 175 grams of protein is what we're going to start with. So 175 divided by 2.25. That means that I put you at a 77.8 um, kilo. So times that by 2.25, 175 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you are calories, building 175 calories of protein, 175 grams of protein, oh, grams of protein. Yeah. Yep. That pounds. Yep. So that's going to be, that's going to be 700 <coughs> calories coming from your protein. So for you guys, for those of you guys that don't know, um, a calorie is a unit of energy needed to burn off what you are eating. So one gram of protein and one gram of carbs is four, like that's four calories. One gram of fat is nine calories. So you take a bite of chicken and it is one gram of, of protein. It's going to take four calories to burn that thing. That's how that works. So when you are gaining, you want to go anywhere from two to 2.5 grams of protein per kilo. I went 2.25 because first off, we got to, we got to figure it out. If I go 2.5, I don't want you to fluff up too much. Right. And if I go 2.5, that's going to increase the amount of fat that you're taking. It's going to increase everything. So I went kind of in the middle because everything is being based on your protein right. on this. So this is a 30% of your intake is protein. So 175 grams of protein a day. Now, sometimes there are exceptions to this rule. Like me, for example, my nutritionist caps my protein intake at 230 grams of protein a day. Because if I go 250, my body's not absorbing like 20 of Right, that's what I'm wondering with yeah. the so There's, cer there's a certain that. amount, and yeah, that's where protein synthesis and right. things like that. Some people are more efficient, some people are not. Right. And that's where you start playing with insulin and shit like that. But there is a cap where your body can only effectively, effectively and healthily right. absorb so much of a micro or a macronutrient. So I want to be a little bit more on the, hey, let's start kind of average. Yeah. And then if we got to bump it from there, we can't. We can always adjust. We can yeah. always course correct. But 175, I bumped your fat. Um, you know, you want to be that 20 to 30% range. I went 25%. So you yeah. have 65 grams of fat, which 65 times 9 is going to be 585 calories coming from fat. And then 45% carbs, which is, which is 262 and a half. So 262.5 times 4. So you're getting 1,050 calories. How many grams of carbs? carbs? 65. It's 65 grams of carbs for the day? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Carbs. 262 and oh, a half grams say. of carbs. 260. So, and that's it. 30, 25, 45. I like it. Protein, fat, carbs. That gives you a total of roughly 2,335 calories a day. Considering that you're about 175, I think that's a good spot to start. Now, that doesn't mean that's going to be the perfect numbers. You're just going to bam, like get there. We might stagnate. We might plateau. We might drop a little bit. Like if, if you're eating really clean, yeah. like you might feel fucking great, but you actually might start to cut a little bit of weight. Right. All right. Well, let's adjust from there. Yeah. 
Now, if it looks good and it's good comp and we're trimming yeah, baby dude. fat and shit like that, I mean, right. summer's coming up, dude. Summer's yeah, coming up. Summer is coming up. Summer is coming up. We want to be thick and juicy and nasty. <laughs> we want to be flabby. So, um, and we, we can just add like 100 milligrams of anadrol a day and you'll look fucking great. But let's not do that. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just creatine. It's just creatine. Oh, really? No, no, I'm, I'm lying. Oh. Um, so, but if we're able to take that and start with that and we get two weeks of that. And your body does X, Y, or Z. Well, X, we do this. Y, we do this. Z, we do this. And there's, you know, kind of a option that we can go down each one. And for you, you want to be growing. So at that point, it's kind of like a, if you're if you're stagnated at that, you're plateau. We got to make a decision. Like, how do you feel? Yeah. How are your clothes fitting? Yeah. How is your musculature feeling? How are you recovering at yeah. that point? If you're not noticing the difference, well, it's going to take a while to notice a difference. But if we're looking at a scale, yeah, I mean, you should gain a pound. Three quarters of a pound a week. Okay, if you start at 175 and after two weeks, you're still 175. Okay, well, how do we look and feel? If you're at 177, 176 and a half over the two weeks, okay, you know, we're kind of trending in the right direction. How are we looking? How are we feeling? Every right, time, right. every time we realize that we are either losing, sustaining, or gaining. The next thing is, how do we feel? How is our energy? How do we look? Can we tell a difference? Are we feeling bloated? Are we not feeling bloated? Are we feeling lethargic? Is our energy up or down? X, right. Y, and Z. There's a lot of different things that go into it. That's why nutrition is fucking hard. Right. Because you got to be patient. Understand that every time something pops up, you have two or three options. And each of those options have sub-options. Yeah. And we are kind of trying to figure this thing out person to person. It takes a lot. It's like, like a lot of moving parts. Hormonal makeups, your day-to-day, you know. All the stuff on your nutrition and physical activity analysis, plus your hormones, plus, you know, you had monster, you didn't have monster, you had coffee, you, you know. That's something I should probably look into. I'm 37. I should probably get a blood panel, huh? Yeah, of course. And then it's even crazier for women because, you know, we get menstrual cycles and things like that. And that, holy shit, thank God. I don't have to deal with that shit. <laughs> no, thank Amen. you. But, so, from here, though, let's just say, like, 175, 65, 262 and a half. Perfect. Here we go. We're rolling. I, I do have a question real quick though. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming what the intent is is seven days a week you want me on this. There's no like cycle carb cycling. I'm not eating yeah, less. I'd say days for off right or... now. I'll say for right now. Okay. Let's get pretty basic. Now, if you are just smashing it and uh, you're gaining weight way too fast, I would that probably would do design. something where hey, these are your training day yeah. numbers. So the days you squat, bench, deadlift, shoulder press. You're going to hit these. And right. then on the days where you're off, depending on how your body feels, right. we might throttle back your fat and your carbs yeah. a little bit, and we might get you down to like 2,000 calories right. type of thing. And it just depends. Or, right. if you're, or if you're really not gaining weight, we might keep these as your off training days. And oh, then on the shit. days that you train, the four days where you train, it's like, hey, you know what? During your workout, right. you're going to have an extra... 50 grams of carbs you're gonna get done squat bench or deadlift and you're gonna be you're gonna take some carbs in um or it might be carbs in a little bit of protein or whatever it may be have a shake or but especially get some extra carbs in so if you want to sacrifice some of your milled out protein to take that with that carb during your workout that's fine but sometimes it's just you know get some yeah. carbs in get something to absorb yeah. maybe a little bit of sugar with it to help pack it in during that workout and then you're yeah exactly Carboline, Gatorade powder, 
whatever it may be, but it's giving you the ability. And if you do some protein with that, like I know bodybuilders who will straight up eat candy. Yeah, for sure. During a workout or donut. And cause that sugar helps pack it in. It helps that insulin do its job as well. And they do really fucking well, but they, they macro that stuff. Right. And they, they know their, their numbers. They dial they, in so exactly. much. They know where they, where they can and they can't. Yep. And that's yeah. getting pretty deep. Like their, their blood panels are on point. And right. what's so, impressive about that is they have their gear. They have their supplements. Yeah. They have everything dialed, dialed to the point where like, oh, this has this much sugar and this is going to do this and this and this and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's just like, holy shit. And the discipline to do it. Yep. I take a lot of vitamins and sometimes my discipline is weak uh, at night after my vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, but let's say those are, those. that's where we're at. Um, Let me ask one more question. I know, but this guys applies to my plan. So I like to fast at least once a week, like a 24-hour fast, usually from like Saturday night till Saturday, Sunday night. Can mm-hmm. I still do that? Is that is that totally you know, messed I would, me up? I would say I would say let's let's forego that for now. Okay. I would say let's not do that right now. But let's see what our nutrition is like because you're not thrilled with where your body comp is right now or where your strength is. And I think part of that is you probably haven't been eating correct. I haven't really been eating. And exactly. So you're probably more in a starvation thing where your body's storing too much shit. So it you're is. probably carrying a little extra fat than what you want. A lot of inflammation. Not exactly. And it's an inflammation. It's from and that trauma. I can trauma. feel it, dude. I can feel it. The way I've been eating yep. through this powerlifting, like it's been more. And so as I come into this round, that's one of the things like I'm glad we talked about this now is like, you know, I take a cold dip pretty much every day and all the things, but like, I just feel, and I know I'm gaining size too, but it's a lot. So I'll be interested yeah. in how this goes because I'm like, I don't feel athletic anymore. I feel strong, but I don't feel athletic. Well, that's something that a lot of people, that's a misconception that a lot of people have. Like, that's a whole nother um, podcast rabbit hole <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for us to go down. But with that being said, I use powerlifting specifically to train for the NFL Combine. Yeah. I just did it with Jake Randina for his senior season. I've used it with a lot of people. People are like, oh, I just feel like I can't move. Well, I think it's more on me, though, right? It's like nutrition, what mobility, all of this. But no, but it's not a mobility thing. It's not a nutrition thing. If you train how I'm asking you to do, I took a quarter of a second. No, I took, yeah, I took a quarter of a second off my 40 time. Hell yeah. When I was getting ready for the NFL Combine, I ran a 474 laser at the NFL Combine, weighing 275 pounds. My 10 yard split was 159. Now, 159 was a good time for safeties in the 10 yard split. The 40 was, I was fast for tight ends. I was a long snapper and a fullback. Um, very fast for fullback. Very fast at for that point, yeah, fastest long snapper. <laughs> yeah, five. Um, and at 275, like that was a legitimate outside linebacker, like five foot 11, 275, benching 39 reps, running to 474. I mean, that's. That's what, you know. Zach Thomas, dude. I mean, that's what a lot of these guys are built like. You know, yeah. these inside linebacker, Teddy Bruschi, except yeah. for I was bigger. I mean, I could have played outside linebacker in a 3-4. I could have right. played inside linebacker in a 3-4 or 4-3. I could have gained another 15 pounds and played interior. There was options, and I played fullback and was able to long snap. But I was still able to jump 10 foot 6 inches in the broad jump, 36 inch vertical. My pro agility, the 5 was a four one nine and my L drill, everything that I ran that was like athletic was a skill position faster than me. Is kind of what my right. times ranked in. And that was all off powerlifting. So people are, oh, you can't fucking move. All athleticism is is your ability to push into the ground. 
So when people were like, oh, don't have Jake Randina fucking power lift because he's going to get slow and he's not going to be able to move. Well, his side-to-side agility and his burst and his top-end speed all improved. He was running away from some of the fastest kids in the state multiple times. Sometimes because they didn't want to tackle him. Sometimes because they couldn't fucking catch him. Right. But also when he made contact with some of the bigger guys in the state, he would run them the fuck over. And he would own them. We were able to play him a defensive end, linebacker. He would twist into the interior D-line. He was tailback. We had fullback reps. He was able to pass block, run block, catch the ball. There was nothing he wasn't able to do. And he was able to get north and south. And he was able to get east and west. And he was able to play sideline to sideline. He got faster by a quarter second on his 40 time because he was able to push him to fucking right. ground better. Right. But so there's no lack of athleticism. It's just you haven't had the opportunity to go display that athleticism. Yeah. Like, if I mean, you were to play pickup basketball right now, you'd be jumping out the gym. Well, I play with the kids uh, oh. every day. I played like three hours of baseball yesterday. We run routes and play football almost every night. Basketball with Josh multiple times a week. And it's like I just my my tendons feel tight. Like my Achilles, my my knees, my hips. Yep. Like, and I'm not saying it's not, not about the programming. I'm just saying like this is my experience right now, which I don't know if it has to do with more with nutrition. If I'm drying out, right. if it's like an old I mean, thing. If, if you're thing. not eating correctly, right, that can happen. Also, if you're not training correctly, how we're asking you to, yeah, you're the only person in our group right now that's having that issue. Oh yeah, I and, probably. I'm and just there's some stiff and old. Well, well, I mean, much older people than we me. We have sixty now. years old, no, sixty year olds in this group who <laughs> are able to move really well. Because they are pushing the range of motion. There's no, there's never any question on their depth, things like that. Right. And that's just where we have to learn how to do it correctly for you. Is that but, just like, is that where I'm getting stuck at? Is just in my mechanics? Yeah, mechanics for sure. Um, but move, moving on. So we're on, stay on pace with this. We can create a meal plan based around this. I hate meal plans though, because meal plans don't teach you how to eat. They tell you what to eat. Right. So do you want, do you want me to fish and hand you a fish? Or do you want me to teach you how to fish? Right. I would rather teach you how to fish. But if we need to, we can create you that that meal plan with a shopping list even, which is yeah. great, which is a huge value add. But let's go through like this. What time do you wake up at? Five. Okay, so you're up at 5 a.m. What time do you lift at? Mm, 8.30 or 9.30. And what time do you go to bed at? Usually about 9.30 or 10. So right between there. All right, so your first meal, realistically, you should be eating 5.30. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're trying to train three hours later. 100%. So I want that. So you should be eating meal one, let's say 5.15. Yeah, I'm going to be eating at, like, I've been eating, like, right before I go. Yeah, I know better. Well, so you get one, and you get your body moving. Yeah. And you take some fluid with that, some water. Meal two. Meal two, if you're going to go in and train it, let's say you're training at nine that day, you should probably get a meal in 7.45 or 8 o'clock. So, okay. Okay, so at that point, let's say, let's say just for easy math, um, every meal you should be taking in should be 40, 450 calories if you were to just have five meals. Right. Well, at that point, at that point, 450, I mean, you've already got 900 calories in. Yeah, you've already got 900 calories in. And that's two of your five meals done. Right. Because what are we eating for? For a goal. We're eating to fuel our training. Right. Which is going to help our body grow. 
Okay. And so then you want me to eat, I'm so sick in carbs in the middle of my workout again, right? Um, but we don't have to get that specific on it yet, but I mean, yeah, that let's, count, let's say that count as a meal though, or am I, am I, I'm taking those from my, let's, let's say we have that extra 50 gram, 50 grams of carbs. Yeah. We can take that in during the workout. Okay, cool. But let's say you start your workout at nine. What time's your workout end at? Shoot, like probably 90 minutes. That, so let's say 10, 30 or 11. Yeah. Okay. Let's say 11. So you're going to eat meal three at 11 a.m. Meal four. You would probably get away with like a three o'clock, three thirty. That's what time. That's that's like a normal meal, like a normal time to eat for me, anyways. So that's yep. perfect. And meal five. If you're going to bed at dinner, or if you're going to bed at ten, and you yeah. just ate at three thirty, and if you did seven, seven thirty. Yeah, it's still enough. It's still enough time. So you eat when you wake up, five fifteen. You eat about an hour before you train. You eat when you're done training. Those are the three most important meals probably for the day. First one to feel yourself, especially if you're training earlier in the day. If you're training earlier in the day, you want to train in the morning? All right. You're up early? Great. Eat. And then eat again before you go. That's 900 calories. So you're getting 40% of your intake in before you're done, or before you work out. And then... Oh, that's so dope. That's going to help. Like, those two gonna help a lot. It's going to be hard. Huge. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. I think it's going to be like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. And these might be a little bit more like, sometimes it's hard. It might, have, it might have to be fruit, like granola. Yeah. Like yogurt, granola, shit like that. That's a very good way to start your day. And yeah. then I'm hungry again after that. It jumpstarts your metabolism. And then maybe get something a little bit more substantial, closer, like get some ground turkey or some lean chicken, whatever that may be. Whatever. Um, 93% lean with rice. That's a good pre. It's going to hit you fast. It's going to be really it's low fast, so it's easier to absorb. Right. It's going to be available. You're going to be able to feel yourself and not be starving through your workout, and you have enough calories in you to actually get your workout done. The hard thing with working out earlier in the day is the amount of calories you're able to get in, and your testosterone levels are not high. The later in the day that you go, the higher your testosterone levels are, yeah. and you get to that late afternoon, early evening, the highest your testosterone levels are going to be naturally. Right. But if you're not eating... That's going to be off as well. Yeah. But if you're going to jumpstart your testosterone and your metabolism and your calorie consumption by getting those done, and then you refuel as soon as you're done with your lift at 11, and then a 3:30 and a 7:30 meal. So right there, you're basically eating. You got two and a half to three hours in between your first meal and your second meal, and then you got two and a half to three hours between your second and your third. And then you got about four hours between your third and your fourth, and then you got about three hours. The ones later in the day aren't as big of a deal. You just need right. to get those calories in throughout the day. When you're trying to get ready for a workout, it's a little different. Like right. if you worked out 5 p.m., yeah, we'd probably have you eat at 7, and then you eat at noon. And if you came in to work out at 5, we'd right. probably have you eat at 4, right. 3.30, and then eat as soon as you're done, and then eat a little bit later right. there. But eating later after a certain time isn't going to affect you. I mean, realistically, your macros are averaged out not over the day, over the week. Right. So if you go to sleep, that's fine. Like You, you just worked. You're okay. Your body's going to burn throughout the day. It is a calorie in, calorie out for weight loss and gain. But when you want to recomp, it's macro more. Right. It's more macro specific. Um, but I think something like that is going to put you in the best position to have the best workout. And you're good to go. Right. 
So now you did ask a question where you're like, hey, man, can I split this workout into two? Yeah. Get all my primaries, eat some food, and then do my extras. You can do that, which I already have programmed into your program. Okay. Like, we have the first part, then I say, go eat your fucking food. Right. Also, not like in the gym. I mean, you could do it in the gym. Yeah. I prefer, honestly, if you, took, if you sat down, took 10 minutes, 20 minutes, recovered for a minute, then you hit your extras. Yeah. But you had some intake in that. You had, let's say you did schedule a meal during that with a lighter meal. Instead of it being 450, you had like a 300 gram or 300 calorie meal. Right. And you hammered that, and it did have some carbs and some protein to right. push in, maybe, maybe some fruit and shit like that to help absorb. As you're hitting that workout, I mean, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Now, if you want to push it way back later, I mean, same thing when you eat before. Maybe right. this is a six-meal day. Right. Just like, it's like the way that my days broke up because I run my own business from my home, right? It's like I have these blocks of time, but it's hard for me to get my whole that whole workout in, in that in that window because yep. it's like, dude, I got, I got appointments I got to get to. Yep. And so like today, for example, my plan is to come back – right now and lift right around 130 or two. Mm -hmm. So can I still stick to that basic, that basic outline? I think, I think you need to have a little bit of food in right before you lift this before this and right after you lift. Okay. So, so still same macros, but just readjust it to, so for example, if you're going to break your workout into two, right? Maybe it's a six meal day. Like I said, right. When you wake up right before you lift one, right after you lift two or right after you lift one. And then right before you do your second lift, lift two, right after, yep, right after you lift two, and then dinner. That's not bad. I could do five meals still that way. Yeah. Actually, that might be easy for me. I might yeah. just eat around my, well, you need oh, to, I see, because I'm need to have first breakfast. Morning, right? first you got to have breakfast. Two, two, one. Yep. Makes sense. So you have breakfast, non-negotiable. Right. And then you're going to have two pre-lift workout or meals and they're gonna have two post workout right. meals and then dinner and then you're gonna have dinner bro let's go so let's go that, that makes sense right yeah 100 so i'm stoked right now now the Can't only reason it. we don't do two a days typically i'm not yeah. programming two days this is a longer workout though that's why yeah. i do program some of that shit in but everybody's like hey i want to do x y and z so we programmed accordingly for it that's what i want to do getting food in there now i'm 100 for that but if you look at it and you're like, wow, my second part of this workout might really fuck up my first workout the next day. Like if I deadlift today, I deadlifted, came back, did hamstrings and some back work, and then I got a bench in the morning. It's not good enough rest. And I toast my back on this extra shit because yeah. I recovered, came back, and hammered it. Well, now your back is going to be toasty for bench. Will it affect your bench workout? Questions yeah, like 100%. that. So you want to make sure that you're able to do that shit correctly. Yeah, but, I like to play around with that for sure. I didn't think yeah. about that back end part. You're right. Yeah, and and that's the most important thing is if we are eating to do better in the gym, well, we got to schedule around the gym. Yeah. Because you can eat. Like I could be sitting here doing this podcast with you munching on food. Right. While we're working, we're able to eat because we do own our own companies. We can do this shit. We do work from home or from an office right. that is our own. We're not here working for somebody else. We have to provide a certain level, and that's that's our that is our only requirement. Yeah, I'm gonna have to no. just redo my schedule. Yep. I mean, I, I would rather just stick to the workout as it is. So I, I sorry to break this up for the listeners. Just oh, one more time. So I'm gonna um, do my workout. How how long of a recovery period ideally would you like me to see in between starting the hypertrophy workout? But now, I mean, I'm gonna do it all in one. So what if you were to do it all in one, I'd say like take 10, 15 minutes, eat your food, and then. Get right back to work. Get right back to work, probably. Okay. You know, even if you were just like, hey, well, I just got done with that. Start drinking on your protein shake and start your workout while you're taking yeah, that's that fine. food in. I don't need to wait. That's fine. No, you do not need to wait. Okay, but, I'm just gonna go. but if 
like for example, like when Arnold started splitting his workouts into two, yeah, fuck the motherfucker grew like crazy. Well, that's what I'm wondering too. Yep, you would grow probably more because you got food in when you needed to help recover from your compound movements, and then you fuel for your bodybuilding piece because we do have this is a power building program. We have the power lifting aspect, and then we have. I mean, you have three movements. You have your primary, you have two assistives, and then you have a full extra bodybuilding. I'm geeking out for the listener who can't see my face right now because it's it's, such a badass program. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I work my ass off on this thing. But if let's just in the best situation to succeed, I think it's going to be good. But if you don't eat correctly for it, and you know what, man? With these workouts, like (laughs) your your base metabolic rate might be higher. Like let's let's say it's 2,000. 1950 right now is your BMR. Yeah. Well, 2335 is probably good. You're, you're eating 400 calories. You know, you're, you're eating 25% in excess. That even might be excessive. Yeah. But we're good. But if it comes back, it's like, fuck, bro, these programs are crazy. Your BMR is going to be like 26. Oh, well, we, gonna might shoot, be, yeah. we might be taking in, we might be taking in 3000 calories yeah. a day. And it just depends. And as you go, we're, we're going to continue to do this. We'll probably do a, a MPA quarterly What's do that? something like that uh nutrition and physical activity analysis okay. we'll probably do that quarterly so like once every three months just to make sure that we're on track and right. we're going to give you your the micronutrients that you're missing like how's your vitamin d how's this how's that are you absorbing blah 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 blah, blah. if you do go get a blood panel they're going to be able to tell you right. a lot of different shit one of the things that i struggle with is i don't i have struggled to get enough protein in so there are pieces in my blood that prove that my body is actually eating at the muscle. And that means I'm not taking enough protein, which means we have to up the protein, things like that. And staying on top of that type of shit is, is paramount. Right. It's one of the biggest deals that you know there is. If we're not on top of this shit, it's going to suffer. Like I've improved dramatically as a lifter since I got a coach. But also part of that was I started the last two preps. I've eaten really, really, really fucking well because I didn't have to cut to 242 anymore. Yeah. Now I was like able to eat correctly. Now I just have to continue to do that. It's going to continue to grow. And if I don't, it's going to fall apart. And we don't want that. For sure. But our success as strength athletes or athletes in general is directly linked to our nutrition. And if we don't do a good job, it's not going to. And it's not even yeah. just though for, for athletes. If you don't feel good or if you are trying to recomp for just to look better naked. Yeah. It starts with nutrition. It's not how much time you're spending on the treadmill. Not how much time you're doing any of that. Like you are starving your body of what it needs to grow. Right. And grow means maintain and cut fat, maybe. I mean, people are like, oh my God, I, I have to do this because I want to look better. Well, eat more food. Right. Still train and your body comp will change because your fat will drop and you will burn more calories by simply existing because you have more muscle and that body composition will transition. So it doesn't matter if you're just like trying to look good on the boat because you live in a flathead right. and it's summertime and we're going to go fucking to the sandbar. And it's going to be yeah. great. and There's going to be chicks everywhere or guys everywhere and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's, it's for everybody with that. And no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what your goal is, it starts with nutrition and, and it ends with nutrition, yeah. period. The way you eat, you know, if you're more specific, you need to, like an athlete like we are. You gotta eat at certain times. Yeah. If you aren't though, and you're just going to work and doing your shit, blah blah blah. I mean, yeah, if you want to fucking fast for 18 hours, great. Just hit all of your macros. A week. Hit all of your macros during the time that you're not fasting. Right. So if you got 18 hour fast and you got a six hour window to get all your food in, get it all in. Right. 
that makes you happy and allows you the ability to successfully like be on your program yeah. diligently and consistently do it that's what makes you fucking happy great now if that is going to mess with you right just be open to it don't be tied to an idea but if you have a trick that you do and it allows you to do what you're asked to by your nutritionist or by your strength conditioning coach or whatever and you're able to get all that food in great yeah i don't care if you put it all in a goddamn blender and drink it right. whatever i mean no you shouldn't do that but right. like if you're like oh here's my sirloin steak like i'm gonna toss that bad boy in the blender because i don't want to chew today like right. as long as you're getting it in yeah that's good now there are there are more specific pieces like if you are really trying to get very x y or z there are going to be different circumstances that you need to take into consideration and follow the correct recommendations for your exact very specific goal but for most people if you do control calorie intake and you eat in excess or in a deficit you will either gain or lose weight accordingly most people now there are thyroid issues there are x y and z issues a lot of issues out there especially with women especially as people get older but for the most part, for the general masses, if you follow that program and you actually get enough food in, you're going to lose weight better than you would if you were not getting any food in. Sure. Or you're going to gain weight better. You're going to get what you need to better. But when you eat enough food for your body, you can go in whatever direction you want. Right. If you're not eating enough food in your body, you're at the end of a hallway with no doors on it. You have to walk to the end of that hallway to be able to go left, right, straight, right. to find a door. Yeah. But you're not going to get to that door without getting in the right fucking situation. Bro, so. as long, I'm going to do whatever you tell me. I just don't want to feel how I felt on that last meet when yeah. it was like I showed up and I realized I was standing around a bunch of people who fucking gave it their all. Uh-huh. And I was standing next to them at maybe 65, 70%. Yep. And like, as the type of leader and person I am, it was like fucking embarrassing. I was embarrassed yep. of myself. And, and so like to any listeners that same thing, it's like, dude, if you're, if there's something that you, if that, it's the feeling Danny. like, that's it. Like I'm, I'm finally ready to work. Cause I don't want that feeling again. Sometimes I'm not being fucking is. prepared. I mean, that, I got two good examples of that. Like you're a great example of that. Cause the first thing you said was like, Oh, I'll be pro. Yeah. Well, your first meet you came in at your dots was, let's find you. Not fucking good. <laughs> it was not. It was not professional. Um, where are we at? I mean, where are you? Okay, an eighty-two and a half kilo open. You got fourth place out of four. You got there was a high schooler in front of you, and regardless if you had a really good day, um, your dots was a three ten. I'm barely professional and my dots is a 523 or 522. So we have a lot to improve on, a long way to go. Yeah. And you took that and you're like, all right, here's where I really fucking am. I didn't do what I needed to. I'm not happy with it. You still have a decent day and you can be embarrassed or not, or you're going to say, fuck it. I know what I need to do now. I know what you do. Another person that had a similar um, situation was Danny. Um, Danny came in. He had had a decent day. He didn't have the day one. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm embarrassed. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's in the gym the other night doing deadlift. And he walks up to him with straps. He's like, oh, I need to strap up. My hands hurt because of the deadlift volume. I'm like, yeah, they're supposed to fucking hurt. And no, you're not using straps. straps. Deal with it. So yeah. then he went and sat down for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes in between his banded block pulls. Oh, my hands hurt. I'm waiting for him to stop hurting. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, do you yeah. want to get in the same situation or do you want to deal with it? Be a little uncomfortable. And I mean, it's just your hands are tired because they aren't used to hold on to the barbell this long. Yeah. Well, when they're tired, 
and are being beat like that, 100%. well, they're going to get stronger. So be a little uncomfortable. Get what you deserve out of it. And and little, exactly. So get a little uncomfortable. And that was that's why I made that post in the group. This is a worker's mentality yeah. right now. This is the time to show the fuck up, Let's do go. your job. We're about that work. And that's just what it is. But we can say we're about it. Yeah. Everyone like it's the whole like you know everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Everyone right. says they want to show the fuck up. That was me getting punched, be a beast. getting punched in the fucking mouth. Like yeah. kind of laughing days. It's like as a consultant and a coach, like how how can I with integrity ask my clients to do what I'm asking them to do, even though it's completely fucking separate than this? Like how can I be? How can I actually be serious about what I'm telling my clients if I'm not even fucking serious about myself? Yep. And it's like, um, that's where I'm at right now. So I'm stoked on this. I'm excited to get started. Today was day one of the programming, day one of nutritioning. But uh, I just don't want to feel like that ever again. Yep. So these are the two biggest things that I learned in my time in the NFL specifically. I got told this a few times. You got two ears and you got one mouth. Shut up. And listen. Shut up and listen twice as much as you talk. Yep. Point one. So... If, if you have a coach, shut the fuck up and listen to them and really think about your question and hear what they have to say before you ask it. That's one very big piece. But here's the other thing. You want to be a pro. And you're not a pro right now. There's a lot of people out there like, oh, I coach myself. I know what I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm doing so fucking good. I'm going to be blah, blah, blah. Well, why aren't you there? And why haven't you been trending in that direction? Because you don't know how to do it and you have never been a professional athlete I got lucky because I did get the opportunity to get there with football. Right. So I got an idea of what it took to get there in one sport. And I could kind of apply that to another and be patient and understand. Right. But when I was doing the football, it was frustrating. It was very, 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 very frustrating because I worked my ass off. But to get to something that you have never had, you have to be willing to do things that you have never done. If you want to become a professional athlete or be a 500 pound bench or an 800 pound deadlift or squat, whatever it may be you have to do shit that you've never done before that you've never done before and you have to do it no matter what right you have to do it no matter what so you have to show up no matter what because you didn't show up previously you've right. never done this before right you have to eat correctly because you've never done that before and that's what's going to allow you to yeah. in a simple but the discipline that it takes to show the fuck up, yeah. show up when it's hard, show up when this is going on, show up when that's going on, like show up when your wife and family walk out the door, to. show up when you have kids around your community killing themselves, show up when you're being drugged through the mud on this situation, still show up when your wife, ex-wife brings you into her home and says you can have your life back and then changes her mind five mm -hmm. days before you meet. No matter what happened in those situations, I still showed up. Right. And every time it was a situation where I was like, I've never experienced anything like this before. I still had to show up yeah. and figure it out. I've never had a powerlifting meet where I had food poisoning. And then I did this one. So I did that powerlifting meet with fucking food poisoning. I still did my job. Okay. If you don't believe it, watch the third attempt squat and watch how much I'm shaking right. on that fucking thing. Show up and do the things that you've never done before. To get the rewards that you've never got to experience. 100%. And I've said that four or five times now, but it is that fucking important. You have happen. to be willing to do something different. Otherwise, man, if you're just repeating the same shit or you're working with the same coach, you haven't gotten what you need to. Yeah. Man, like look in the mirror, figure it out, and make that step. But 
this was supposed to be just like, hey, this is how we're going to identify your pro or your your macros and shit like that. But this is a lot deeper, and we can see how what value how there there's a ton to something like this. Well, how you do one thing is how you do everything, and I yes. think that's the biggest biggest thing for us to for me to lean into with you as my coach is just remember you can't do just one thing over here and then not not also do it over here. Yep. I didn't make I didn't make my nutrition important, and um, that my results showed it. And so it's like, if you're listening to this dude, like that, just remember, man, you're going to blame yourself for the results you do or don't get. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Cool. Guys, I appreciate you guys uh, listening to us rant for a little bit. This is definitely a record for time on the Iron Money podcast. We're 52 minutes deep, but I think this is a lot of good information. And uh, guys, go follow Marshall on Instagram, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-G-I-L-L-E-N, Marshall Gillen. Um, he's got some awesome stuff on there. All the stuff that he does with how to properly speak and how to get yourself out there as a speaker. How to make um, money. Exactly. And, and might not even necessarily like, oh, I'm not a speaker. I don't even listen to it. But if you know how to talk to people, man, I, I lucked out because I took a lot of public speaking classes, writing classes, and I did plays in college. So I can sit here and talk with anybody and I can put it out there in a correct way in a correct textual right. format to where it's absorbable. If you can talk to people, whether it be on a stage or one-on-one or in a group, the whole world is at your fucking fingertips. It's exactly. networking. Everything that you have, every opportunity you have is 100% based on well, hard work and your network. 100%. If you don't have a network, man, you're, you're fucked. You are genuinely fucked. And you will not have a network if you don't know how to speak with people. You yep. can only do so much in the shadows. If you do not know how to talk to people and create opportunities for yourself, right. not intentionally, but just... By being able to talk to people, those things will happen. If you're looking for something, you're out just doing your thing and you're communicating with people and you're looking for this opportunity, that opportunity will present itself 15 times because you are out there with that thought in your head, you're putting in the universe and you have the network to go out and 100%. work through these things with. So the ability to create influence is the number one high income skill in the world. Absolutely. If, you can, if you can create influence, you can sell a business, a cause, it doesn't matter. So yep. yeah. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I've literally since November created online more money than I have netted in the last two years combined in my gym because I have the ability to influence people and get people to buy into what I do and who I am and the process that I take and show that it gets good results. That is influence. That's what we're talking about here. That's what he's talking about. And it might even, I mean, it might even be just like, hey, maybe you can influence your girl or a girl you like to let her, let her take you or yeah, let you take her hundred percent, dude. So it's, it's not just business. It's, you know, everything is a quote unquote manipulation. Manipulation is not a bad word. You know, you, uh, you manipulate your kids and eating their dude, fucking broccoli. Or almost hundred percent of the time I have to get my clients out of their own fucking way yep. so I can help them. Like I got literally just recorded a podcast today and I was like, if it was up to me, I would reach in your pocket. I would take your money and I'd force what I'd sell on you because I know that it'll change your life. Yep. And it's like, uh, yeah, being around like-minded people. So I yep. was starting to go way to end. Exactly. And that, that right there is, uh, I know I'm good at what I do. Uh, I know yeah. you're good at what you do. And I am that confident. Like there's nobody who will put you in a better position than I will to get to your goals. And I know that. I know that. And that's why when I get on the phone with you, you're going to know that too. And that's how we do this thing. So that right there is why you guys should go follow Marshall on his Instagram. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on. And if you're local to the Flathead, check out the events that he's got going on because they're a ton of fun. But guys, appreciate you guys tuning into the Iron Money Podcast. Donnie. Donnie and Marshall tuning out. Talk to you soon.